Welcome to you, Dice and Pixels. Oh my, I don't know what episode it is. It's my turn. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait for it. Hey, I, fa- wait for I it. found a pumpkin. I've got a pumpkin. No, what? Oh, oh yes. What yes, I've jumped about? over the ball. Oh, okay, okay. you're still playing. <laughs> what is that game that you're playing? I don't know. I that don't it. know. This, this is episode 2X06, and if you like uh, hearing stories about mice collectively trying to solve puzzles uh, and a bizarre, fantastic shoot 'em up of craziness and God knows what else because I've lost the piece of paper that says what's on tonight's schedule. Listen to the show coming up next. Okay, we we just finished another level. What are you okay to give the you Whoa, listeners, hang okay, on. listeners, listeners? We just we listeners. just attacked somebody. Pucks. Oh, pu- we all we all died. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? You sound, with this you game? Like, dude, hang you sound- on. Somebody just summoned a platform. Okay, listeners, just to give you an idea of what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, Puck, Puck's review, Puck's doing a last review of a game which. Uh, I'm baffled by, which is called Transform Ice, and and all we can figure is it's a it's a collective platform puzzle solving game that's massively multiplayer. <laughs> I, honestly, it looks rad, I, man. That looks I cool. Think, I think so. So what, are, what the hell do these things do? There's all these buttons. What does that do? Plus, I can make a table. Oh, oh, I made a table. Look at that. Bad things have happened in history when people have said, "What do these buttons do?" I'll just push all of them. Oh, here we go. Yes, I finished my thing. I just got 10 points. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, so. Okay. Okay, you sound like someone who's been stranded on an island for 30 years talking to a volleyball, playing Counter-Strike for the first time. It's like, what, what is going on? Where am I? What, what am I supposed to do? And they're, okay. all, they're all speaking to you going, go get, <laughs> land the bomb. What bomb? What are you talking about? Because all I could okay. see before is people going, use the portals. Use the portals, Puck. And you're like, what fucking portals? Yeah. What are you talking and about? And there's, and there's people in the game going, what are, there are no portals. And they're like, it's the orange one. I'm like, there is not a single orange thing on this screen. Um, wow. Okay, so here's what the game is. And Should it's we, actually okay, a, we'll just jump straight into this we'll as, jump a, straight as a beginning it. review. And then we'll get to our usual garbage later. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, oh, someone's going AFK. So, they don't even have to leave the game. Um, okay, so here's, here's how this works. You are a mouse. And you Got are it. in a group, you're in different rooms. So you pick a room, the rooms are basically a whole bunch of different puzzles. And the puzzles are things where you have to like, like the one I'm looking at now, you have to ride uh, bubbles up uh, sort of across the screen. And the idea is to get the cheese and get it back to the little mouse hole. Oh, so it's, it's pla- capture the flag, but a platformer. No, not capture the flag because everyone has to do it. And the more, <laughs> the more of you who get the cheese... The more, uh, the more points you get so as a group. So, is it timed? Is it t- like what's the challenge? Is it timed, or is it just a whole bunch of people yes, blindly trying it is. to get cheese? Yes, it's timed. So you only have a couple of minutes to do it. All the like, do you remember? Do you remember the game, The Incredible Machine? Yes. Yeah, that's okay, what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like. It's kind of that. It's kind of that. So anyway, but then that you can have different items. Pretty much, I assume. 
I don't know. I have all these buttons that don't seem to Honestly, do, do this, anything. This sounds like the greatest game I've ever heard of. Oh, it here we go. Awesome. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, so this one that just happened now is that you appear to be at the top of like a raspberry bush and there's all these different things that you can hit on the way down and there's like mushrooms and stuff that are bouncing you around a bit like um, the clowns at, at the Ecker. And, oh, yeah. And you have to land in basically the, um, the slot at the bottom that has the cheese. Okay. Right? So the more of you who manage to get to the cheese one, the the more points you get. So, but then you can also drop different items in the game. This is, this has got to be one of the most unique games I think I've ever seen. Wow. This is weird. And I kind of like it. So I think what's going on, I think what's going on is that there's different rooms and the different rooms are maybe competing with other rooms. I think. So the idea is that you drop into a room and like you try and get points basically. And so that your room has the most points. So anyway, this game is called Transform Ice. Um, I've never heard of it until I, I just happened to see it on Steam. That sounds amazing. In, I'm going to play this more, but in, in initial thoughts, well, how many hugs would you give that one? How many nap hugs? I don't know. Um, sounds bizarre. Okay, 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 okay. In terms of uniqueness and funness... Funness. Um, That's not a oh, word. E- easily five. Like this is this game. <laughs> oh, here we go. There's magic mice. There's shamans in this game, and the shamans are like leveled up mice who have what magical the abilities. Hell? What the actual? Okay, so this is by far this this game, as far as I'm concerned, this pretty much embodies the idea of indie. Cool. That's why I can't do anything, because I'm not a shaman, I just realized. And there's at least one shaman per room. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah. So this is this is basically what you want every indie game to be. Unique, a bit weird. Um, yeah. It looks no, like this there's is... a fair whack of people playing it. Based on when you spawned in the level, it looked like you gave birth to a thousand mice. Well, I mean, in this room alone, there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, there's 18 people in this room I can see alone. you could probably get an overpopulation issue at some point. Ah uh, yes. Well, okay, okay. We'll <clears throat> we'll round up there, or else we'll talking end up talking about mice and cheese. But that sounds cool. Uh, viewers, listeners, oh, viewers, what the hell? Uh, transform mice, transformice.com, I believe. Uh, yes, yes. Check uh, that. And out. it's it's and it's free. Like I I free and games. it's small. It's uh eighteen eighteen meg download. Yeah. Um. See, that's so cool. close. I was going to have a closer look at this store page because I saw it and I thought, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool. And I never, I didn't, I didn't look at it really that closely. Um, okay, so it's all positive reviews. I've got about 10,000 positive reviews. Came out uh, end of January 2015, so a couple of years old. A, yeah, okay. And it looks like it's still got an active player base, which is impressive. Or hugely active player base. But what looks the like, hell? Um, who, who developed this? How about we Why check they- this out further and give a proper... A proper anal- analysis, <laughs> rather than you calling me five minutes before the show and going, "I don't know what I'm playing. What the hell is this?" Well, um, I only have I only have one person on my friends list who's played this. Well, you've got two now because I'm downloading nap. it. Oh, nap! <laughs> oh, naps played it. I wonder how many nap hugs nap would have napped it. 
I ran out of words there, but he yeah. might like it. It's, it's it strikes me as a game he's like he'd like. It sounds a lot like Dark Souls. So, <laughs> so it might just um, be the mice and the cheese. I don't know. Okay, so it is a company called Atelier Eight Hundred One. Cool. There's a lot, um, of, there's they, a lot of game, game companies with Eight Hundred One in their name. Yeah. So what is Eight Hundred One? Hang on, hang on. Moving on, moving on a little bit. I think we'll, they're French. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Explains in news, all the cheese. There is some news this week um, from a from the sector of tabletop, which I actually thought was pretty cool. Um, and mm. I don't know if you saw this. I saw it and I kind of went, yay! Because I um, uh, we haven't interviewed these guys yet, but uh, we have wanted to. I can't remember if you ran into them down at PAX. Um, yes. The game, the upcoming game, which was another uh, game published by Rule and Make, Smiths of Winterforge, uh, their Kickstarter went online I think it was three days ago, four days ago. Yeah. Fully funded in one day. Holy crap. Yep. They're up to $32,000 of their $19,000 goal right now. So. Wow. That's awesome. If you want to fund them, give them some more. See what they can do. Everyone support them because, wow, that that's amazing. That's awesome. You, so, hang on. So Okay. So, just, just say that again. I'm just going to jump on Kickstarter and have a real quick look at them. Uh, yeah, you get a rule of makes page, you'll find it. But um, yeah, so Smiths of Winterforge, uh, $19,000 goal, $32,573 uh, raise, 26 days to go. Um, yeah. Good stuff, wow. guys. And there was a live playthrough, which I think we've missed. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, when this is out, I want to get a playthrough of this. God damn it, we still haven't played. Sorry, I just broke the microphone. We still haven't played um, uh, Skyward Airborne. City yet on the show. I know. Hey, you know what? You know what we have played that we can actually review. Your mother is another. No, no, we didn't play her. Um, <laughs> I'm is... sorry. <laughs> no, they were at the last uh, indie showcase, so we didn't get a chance to talk about them last Who? time, which was Burger Up. Yes. Well, I was so... hoping to interview Burger Up, but I didn't get my burger on enough to Burger Up. Unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, this is a really good game. I'm actually I'm buying it. It's had a. It's it's not. Like, they're still going through the process of getting another another lot printed. Um, so, here's the premise of the burger up. You get, um, I think it's about five cards initially, and each card has two, uh, two halves to it. So, the top half uh, has one ingredient. The bottom half has another ingredient. And okay. they're kind of, kind of imagine they're like, um, uh, they're like mirror, mirrored to each other. Like, they're, so they're upside down. Okay. So, you, so you choose one or the other. Right, and when you put it down, the next card goes on top of the other half. So you can only use one ingredient on that card. Like you have to choose which ingredient that you're going to use. Okay, right. Um, and everyone starts off with a burger base, and you get a burger top, and then you get these ingredients. And the ingredients are anything from, um, you know, like this exactly what you expect to see on a burger. Different sauces, different meats. Um, you can make veggie burgers, different salads, so on and so forth. And then what they do is um, there are reward cards, right? That um, you have three out at a time and you can go for one of those cards or more than one of those cards. You can have two burgers going at the same time. Um, so one might be a, a veggie burger and the veggie burger has to have no meat and at least three layers, right? So each turn you're allowed to put down three ingredients. Um, Hang on, just give me a second. Give me a second. No. You what? said you said you said no meat and at least three layers, and I'm going. There's there's a 
joke in here somewhere and it's really <laughs> filthy, but I can't. Ah. <sighs> Please continue. Anyway, I'll think so of it. I'll think of yeah. it. And then you get certain points for hitting certain challenges. So one of one challenge might be you have to have a burger that's eight layers, has three different sauces and two different meats, right? Now, when you compare that to another burger, which is like a veggie burger that has three layers and no meat, obviously the veggie burger is a little bit easier to, to make. So that might be worth, you know, one point, whereas the other one might be worth three points. Um then you also get, there's other bonuses as well. So there's there's like um, perfect ingredients, which give you bonus points. Um, if you, uh, you, they add, you add, um, uh, you, you add points to the burger, depending on how big it is. So there's different, there's four different sizes, anywhere from, I think it's a micro burger to a tower burger. And the tower burger gets you an additional 10 points, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So every time you make a burger, it's, it's very, it can get very strategic. You have to keep an eye on what everyone else at the table is doing, because if you're, if everyone's going for a veggie burger, uh, only one person can get it. And then suddenly this burger might be a completely useless burger that doesn't match any of the other specs that have come out as rewards. So you have to kind of play it, you know, a little bit, a little bit strategic. Um, but um, uh, you know, it was it was actually a huge amount of fun. Um, we're <laughs> going to buy it. Really, really cool. Can we please get yeah. this for the studio so we can play it? Yes. Well, I'm going to buy a copy um, so that we can play it at the rainforest retreat, which is coming up in a couple of months. Ooh. So that is, yeah, yeah, that was a huge amount of fun. Although I might just buy it so we could play it on uh, oh, Thursday night. Oh, yeah, buy it. But anyway, yeah. uh, just got to find a copy because it's um it's was very popular and it sold out. Oh, so that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Um, on that, before we get to the 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 bed the bed the other thingies and stuff, uh, let's just quickly jump into our speed news of the week. Um, <clears throat> we've kind of covered the covered the cool indie news already, so we can go into the uh, generic dump it down world news of gaming now. <clears throat> yeah. If you'd like. Um, would you like to dig well, in first? Or would you like me to bite the first succulent chunk off this meaty dose of news that I have sitting in front of me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you feel sick. Um, uh, I should have actually looked at what... Okay. Well, first one up there. All right. Uh, uh, Mass Effect 3 came out this last, last week. Um. I don't. It feels like a lie. I. Well, that's not, Why are you lying, man? The hell. Um. Anyway, it came out last week. Uh. <laughs> two mixed mixed um results. Uh, it's interesting the reviews that I have read on it as well. There seemed to be an equal mix of people going, I don't like it because it's too much like the originals, and another group of people going, I don't like it because it's completely different to the originals. <laughs> um. These people can all fuck off. Uh, it, it looks like it's got some tech, a, a lot of technical flaws on consoles that they're working to fix, and the plot's a little bit blander. But honestly, those games were really, really good, so really, really hard to top. So it's still a good game, getting high reviews. That's my first bit of news. What's your second? What are you? Well, as longtime listeners of the podcast might know, we're kind of big fans of Telltale, um, and Telltale are bringing out a Guardians, a Guardians of the Galaxy <gasps> series. I did not know this. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty much launching oh, on yeah. everything. 
So it's going it's going under like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, iOS, and Android. I know this might not make me a, a hardcore gamer anymore, but I'm not anymore anyway. Um, well, I am sort of, but I friggin' love Telltale's games. <laughs> I've enjoyed yeah. every single one. Um, well, well, it's it's um basically the it's 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 an episode one. So um, oh, they're all be, they're all episodic now. That's what yeah. they do. So the, it's gonna be there's gonna be five of them. The first one's five bucks. So it's bugger all. Oh yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is that if you buy it on uh, console, you just buy the you buy the physical Season disc and it, autom- and it yeah yeah and it automatically gives you access to all the others. Which <clears> is pretty cool. uh, they do that on Steam a lot too. They did that with the Batman game. Um, I mm. like that they've started giving away the first episode free. It's an interesting taste. I get you get you hooked and then you can't do anything. Okay, anyway, um, cool. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, for fans of the Destiny series of games, the Destiny Two trailer launched. Um. Oh, this week. Good, good. So, oh no! Sorry, I have somebody <laughs> waving at me through the window, and I'm trying to work out why. Um, I was gonna say because that was um, that was underwhelming. <laughs> this is a bizarre. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Destiny Two trailer has uh, launched, and there's a whole bunch of people picking it apart as they usually do, trying to work out what the hell's going on in the game even though they've supplied limited information. God, I love the internet. Over to you. Um, so, uh, in a little bit of good news, it turns out that uh, our friend Rob didn't die, as we all thought he did. Turns out he just went and bought the new Zelda game. That's why we haven't seen him. How? Ro- Who? Which Rob? Rob? Which Rob? The Rob that we play seven days with. Oh, that Rob. I know seven Robs. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought Rob was dead, but no, he bought Zelda. I don't think he was dead. So, Why do you think he was dead? Because he just stopped responding to every type of correspondence. <laughs> just disappeared. That would make sense. I've heard but, magic. Well, that's good. That's not That's not really uh, world news, but congratulations no. on not being dead. Well done, Rob. Uh, uh, but no, no, but look, in saying that, I have actually heard that um, the new Zelda game is pretty phenomenal. Oh, every, everything I've read. It's great. It looks amazing. It's, it's, it has made me consider on three occasions buying a Switch. However, I haven't yet because doing that would mean foregoing food. And at the moment, I like food. Mm, And when I no longer need food, I shall get it. Or when I have some extra money. Okay, uh, next up on the news thing, uh, some details have been leaked on the new, uh, which you probably didn't know. Uh, You might know, but you might not. Um, They've rebooted Tomb Raider the movie series, not the game. Now, they've rebooted the game. Warner Brothers want to get their claws into rebooting the movie, of course. Um, But it looks like they've gone with the same kind of uh, gritty, more realistic version of Lara Croft that they did in the new series of games. So that could be be really, really good. Yeah, nice. Uh, Yes, your turn. Uh, Okay, so uh, have you seen uh, Blizzard have um, launched a very... Very high-end uh, collectible store. So they the, everything they're selling there's it starts at about one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, well, that would make thing- sense. That would make sense because Blizzard is is a company that does need to make a significant amount of money because yeah. they don't have much. And they that's that's true. They that's true. Yes, and it's it's good. It's good to see them casting down these. What are they made out of? Solid gold, pewter from their enormous mountain of cash that they reside upon on a golden throne. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm, I mean, looking at what they've got, there's only a handful of things there, but it's it's not it's more designed to be um, uh, like high end collectibles. So it's not not for everyone. But I mean, there's like there's a box there initially. Um, it's a half stone like keepsake box thing. So it's just a box, um, but it's it's um, uh, it's it's like branded as Hearthstone. It's two hundred and twenty five dollars. It doesn't it doesn't look very good. Like it looks very ordinary. Like you know, when you consider that you know, there's there's a lot of this like wormwood stuff going around. Like if you've seen the DM oh, screen, yeah, stuff, yeah. When you've got that, if that's what they're competing with, really, Blizzard this sort of stuff. Blizzard, remember, and I'm not I'm not picking on Blizzard. Well, I am, but because I've enjoyed a lot of Blizzard's games. I'm a big fan of a lot of their games. However, it is a universal truth that Blizzard could put a moldy ham sandwich in a glass case and sell it for $1,000, and mm. everybody would buy it. Yeah, I'm Unfortunately, just... Unfortunately, that I'm makes just, me sad. I'm just... I'm just really disappointed with some of this stuff. So, like, there's, a, there's an Illidan statue here for, for $350, and... I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it looks okay, but for three hundred fifty bucks, like it looks like every other collectible thing that you might get in, say, a loot crate. There's nothing. There's nothing special about it. Maybe this. they're making their own loot crate, the Blizz yeah. crate. Yeah, it's eleven hundred dollars a day <laughs> subscription, <laughs> minimum of one year. Yeah. Uh- Okay, go take it. All right, all right. Um, yeah, oh, I lost my list. Uh, sort of gaming related because it it was, it was about games. Uh, there are details out on the forthcoming uh, Wreck It Ralph two movie, uh, which is entitled Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, I liked that. Movie. Really, I liked that movie. I really yeah, liked I did that too. movie. I did too. Um, so yeah, that I, I there's only a couple things out about it, but I think it comes out either this year, next year, something like that. I haven't got it in front of me. I'm probably completely wrong. Um, yeah, speaking speak, speaking as details. a giant, speaking as a giant clumsy man, I identify. <laughs> you quite are a lot Wreck-It with, Ralph, with Ralph, man. <laughs> oh I, my god! I just, I'm going to start calling just, you Ralph. Yeah, I just walk through the house, and whatever is in front of me gets knocked over. I still like it's just. I, I still like that video that I found from ages ago of Milo Kerrigan, uh, that I used to yeah. sum up how. Um, like when Peter tries to sit down. In a chair. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Your turn. What? No, I just did Wreck It Ralph. It's your turn. Oh yeah, you did too. Sorry. Piece um, of crap. Um. So, uh, if anyone's interested in looking at the Final Fantasy uh, 14 trial, um, because it's not out yet, obviously. Um, it was a 14 day trial. Square Enix have actually just removed the trial altogether, and said play it as much as you want. Really. Mm, which is really interesting. That makes me want to actually check it out, to be honest. I might check that out. I found those games, uh, like, I like them. They're visually amazing and stuff like that. But you need to have a backstory of what's going on in the previous games, i.e. don't jump into a recent one if you've never played one before because I guarantee you won't have any idea what's going on. It's hard <laughs> enough knowing what's going on when you're following it. But, yeah, so I would go back. The, I, I, I've, I've played some of the recent ones and I, I've... You know, played them on and off. I haven't really consistently played them. And yeah, yeah. it was great. There's all of these characters and they've all like, one will talk to the other one and the second one will like turn around and go, not after what happened. I'm like, what the fuck happened? What? And this keeps happening. I'm like, what, what, what the hell? What? I don't know any of these things. So yeah, yeah, I think you have to play all of those in order to be up to date. I'll give oh, that a try I- though. 
I don't know if it would help. No, they're still confusing as balls, man. Nobody knows yeah. what's going on. But it's very colourful and it's very flashy and it reminds me of pretty much every party I went to in high school. There were lots of lights, colours, loud sounds, mm. people hitting me and it went away very quickly and it was kind of cool, but I don't know what happened. Yeah. So. All right, your turn. Oh, okay. Um. In some tech news, uh, this is this is my top one for the week. Elon Musk would like to put a Neuralink chip in everybody's brain. <laughs> oh, I would, I would, I would do that. You, we were talk- Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a he's a good egg. Well, we were talking about this yesterday with a uh, another mate of mine uh, called Martin, and his immediate response was, "Do you want Cybermen?" Because that's how you get goddamn Cyberman, Elon. <laughs> did you did you see it all? Um, Elon Musk and um, oh, who's the guy who uh, who founded Atlassian? Um, oh, whatever his name is. He um, uh, they were tweeting each other. Did you see this? No. And um, because because Elon Musk is basically um, he keeps running into all this uh, red tape. Because he's got this, um, these oh, yeah. amazing solar panels, and he goes to a country and goes, "I'd like to put these in and fund it." And they're like, "Well, we've got to put that through this committee, and it's got to go through this state parliament, and it's got to go." Yeah. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So that was happening in Australia. He came to Australia and he oh, said, "Oh, that doesn't I surprise put- me. Australia has yeah. no interest in renewable energies because we're ass backward, bent over for coal." So the guy from Atlassian offered to fund it. Yes. Did you see this? I and. And Elon Musk basically said, if you can get them to waive like waive certain restrictions um, around us just getting in the door, we're there. And he goes, leave it with me, I'll come back to you. Okay. And then he came back to him with a price on there, and they like signed the deal via Twitter. That's amazing. Awesome. And I would also, yeah, I awesome. would also like to, if you're listening at Lassian, because I obviously know that there are lots of uh, Fortune 500 companies that listen to our show. Um, I love you guys for. I hold you up in my hero register for one of the companies that was proud enough when the Australian government claimed, yeah, we've helped a lot of companies like Atlassian. I'm glad you stood up and went, no, you goddamn didn't. You were useless. That's why we left the country. Because more people need to tell that to the scumbags in government that aren't doing shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, here, not, here it is. Honestly, M- Mike, it's, it's Mike. not like it's uh, listeners. It's not as if Puck and I have any organization that may or may not have been rejected for any particular grant that could have been a revolutionary technology and helped people. No, not yeah. at all. That didn't happen. Yeah, or, uh, Mike Ca- Mike Cannon Brooks. Mike Cannon Brooks. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the guy from Atlassian. No, basically, um, no uh, Elon Musk. Reckoned that he could drop in um a uh, hundred mil a uh, hundred megawatts. Oh no, was it a uh, hundred and? Well, I hope it wasn't is- milliwatts. That would suck, man. No, what's what's MWH? Megawatt hours. I'm assuming megawatt hours. Yeah, three hundred three hundred million watt hours. Probably yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. This is you can, totally can drop a lot of power, yo. Anyway, so in a related note, uh, so Razer is paying people to pay to play their game. Well, to play games, pretty much. Um. Have you seen this? No. So that yeah. So uh, basically, Razer is doing a paid-to-play type thing with um, uh, loyalty currency. So pretty much, they just want you to play and then stream via Cortex yeah. um, and join tournaments, and you can earn up to nine hundred Z silver per day. And uh, then you can buy stuff with that currency. To give you to give you an idea, um, uh, the cheapest item 
is like a stand that um, like keeps your your cables together. That's twenty six thousand. So, uh, in theory, you could every month you could be buying something from Razor. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's a it's an interesting idea. Um, it sounds overly complicated, to be honest. Oh well, complication is yeah. what people want on the internet nowadays. Yeah. Anything that's not complicated isn't worth being there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the news with one one more thing, and it's not it's not game news, but it does fit into our world. Um, there was a movie I saw a long time ago. It was obviously is a tiny little indie movie. I don't know if you you've even heard of it or seen it, which was called The Fifth Element. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've come, across, I've come across it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind it. of yeah. Um, I saw a preview uh, probably two months ago for a new new movie coming out, and it's a uh, Luc Besson movie. Same director. Yep. Uh, called Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, now, I believe oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. based on a book, I think. It was a... Okay, so so it was a um, uh, a, a graphic novel from France. Um, and it was the precursor to virtually every single trope and uh, theme of sci-fi for the last basically 80 years. Nice. So... Every single sci, every single science fiction franchise, is from this game. Uh, is from this book. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that because I've heard of the book, but I I've never read it. Yeah, people. It, well, it's in it's in French, so it's it's oh, very that's difficult that's to right. find an English version. But people. But yeah, um, virtually everyone has just ripped them ripped them off. Like um, Star Wars is literally. From there, like you have a look at some a lot of the creatures. Um, wow, I can hear the troops rallying when you start saying shit like that, man. True as oh, it may be, no, but I can hear people in our audience going no and getting angry. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty phenomenal. Like because it was a it was a series, mm. um, and from my understanding, it was a bit weird, and that's why nobody really sort of got into it exactly. Well, so it this is actually why it's probably a really good fit for him as a director to work on it because apparently mm. during the filming of the Fifth Element. Um, there was a couple of people that uh, I think it's one of the directors, or not the other director, one of the producers, um, that was working with uh, him in some other context, came up to him while he was filming The Fifth Element and actually said to him, "Why are you, why are you making this piece of shit? Why don't you do Valerian?" <laughs> um, because he wasn't particularly a fan. Um, and he goes, "You say you love it, so why don't you do it? Huh, huh, huh?" And uh, so <laughs> Luke just came back and went, "Okay, fine." Um, now the reason I bring that up is because if you watch the trailer, oh my god, it looks the the visuals are so reminiscent of the style that was in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to that one because I haven't seen a movie that's just a bit a bit weird it, but actually good in a while. I've seen a lot of movies yeah, that are a bit it, weird but terrible. It probably won't be very good. Oh, just prepare yourself for that. I'm gonna end the news and I'm gonna tell you about an idea for an app that my wife helped me come up with. And now someone's sure. going to steal the idea for this app, but I don't care. Well, I do. Yes, I do. I'll depends, sue you. Um, depends on what it is. Okay, hang on. Everybody listening, you've just signed an auditory NDA. I'm not allowed to tell anyone else about this, apart from all of the other listeners, obviously. Um, anyway, my wife yeah. was um, house-sitting, and she picked up a movie on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, and she's watching it. Uh, I went to visit while she was house-sitting and then popped back here because she's looking after some pets uh, out in country setting for one of her clients. 
And yep. um, I went out and popped by and when I left, she was watching a movie on Netflix. I can't quite remember what it was. And I got back home. <laughs> About an hour after I got home, um, the movie looked like it was going really well. And she sent me an SMS and said, well, that was shit. What what happened? She said, the, the movie was good until the end, and the ending sucked so much that it ruined the whole movie. Um, what was the movie? I can't, I can't remember the name of it. I, I remember it's about this. Uh, it was apparently there was a guy. Uh, it's an English movie, and there's a guy that's basically in a. Uh, he's paralyzed from the neck down, and he's a really really rich guy. And this woman comes in to kind of be his carer, and I take it they like. I think they become friends and fall in love and stuff like that. However, the ending, the ending, it goes through all of that traditional stuff and it's looking really good. And then he goes to Switzerland and gets euthanized. And the movie just ends. What? Yeah. Now. Okay. There's no part of that movie that sounds good. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but, but, but. No, I was watching this and I thought, oh, this could be interesting. This could be, you know, kind of cool. And there was an, uh, she's, this has happened to her a lot. She's hired movies that have looked good. And they've either been the worst movie you've ever seen, or yeah. they were good, and then the ending was just stupid. And I've seen lots of movies like this, which have been good movies right up until the end, and the ending has left me like in a rage because they just fucked it up completely. I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure you've seen movies that are the same. They're like they're really good, and at the end, like everybody dies, or the lead character suddenly gets killed for no reason, and it just ends without explaining anything. Yeah, yeah. Now, there needs to be an app or a website, and all it's called is Shit Ending. And it's just got an index of movies, and it's got a rating. Does this movie have a shit ending or not? Doesn't matter what the rating of the movie is or the stars or how good it is. Is the ending shit or is the ending good? Because then you can avoid the movie before you start watching it, because reviews will not tell you that. Because critical reviews... Uh, especially critical reviews will go, oh, I like how at the ending that they were, they were going through this life-changing thing and then at the end they all got hit by a car that was really artistic and it expressed, no, it's not, it's fucked. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I remember in the 80s where there was a good guy and there was a bad guy or a good girl and a bad girl or a good guy and a bad girl, whatever. You have a combination, there's good, there's bad. Evil fights good. Evil doesn't win. Good wins. Everyone has a party. The credits roll with some music that's been recorded by MC Hammer specifically for the credits. As an example, it's, movies like that don't seem to exist anymore. Everyone seems to be stretching for this over-complex plot where nobody's good or bad, but everything's a gray area, and then everybody gets screwed over in the end. Well, okay, this actually... Okay, so this actually brings us into a really interesting discussion point uh, because... I think that the world has go- well, the world of media has gone away from these really clear-cut uh, roles of any of any capacity. So the gender roles have disappeared. The um, you know the the good versus evil roles have disappeared. The even the just the general well, not who's in, the protagonist uh, versus not the in, antagonist. Not in Pixar films, which is why I like kids' films. They have a very clear good and bad. Yeah, and uh, and it's not bad. Like, I mean, look at um, Moana, for example, the latest Disney movie. Um, You know, that's that's one of the few kids' movies out there where there's not even a hint of romance. No, which is good. Awesome. You know, yeah, which is awesome. Um, But um, but this also uh, this idea as well. It also, I mean, this is what alignment is in role playing games. Yeah. So I had a conversation last night with, um, uh, with my wife uh, and we were talking about alignment 
and she had a conversation with somebody uh, at at her work who also plays D and D. And they they said, oh yeah, no. Um, uh, and and she was explaining to them that whenever whenever my characters go like way out of what their alignment is, I make them take a level hit, right? So if somebody if somebody has said and defined themselves as being lawful good, and then they go and murder someone, they're no longer lawful good. Well, that makes sense because you've had a change. Right? So their you, alignment. Hey, interesting segue. What would you class me as? Okay, well, hang I'm on, hang probably on. chaotic good. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no, no. We're going to do an exercise in a minute. Oh, okay. And you'll, oh, you'll oh, find nice. out. Oh, okay. Right. Yum. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, 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 you know, he was shocked at that. And he said, oh, we always just go chaotic neutral so we can do whatever we want. And I said, that's not what chaotic neutral is. No, that's... I said, this is what... No, no, no. People, people often get really, really confused. So, I went, I went through this with her and she's like, oh, I'm not neutral good. She thought she was neutral good when she was playing her character. She's like, I'm actually chaotic good. I said, yeah. So I said, you've got to, people don't understand it. They say neutral good is, oh, that's what that means. Or lawful good. Oh, you always follow the rules and you always do this. No, that's not what that means. People push it together. And what you have to understand is it's not one thing. It's two things. It's lawful and good. All right. People just, you know, abbreviate it. Okay. So there's there's three questions that you have to ask yourself and this is how you work it out. <coughs> Goody. So numbers so Hit them for me, I'll first, answer them. Let's let's work it out. Okay. So first first question is are you good or are you evil in your intent? So not necessarily what you do, but in your intent, are you good or evil? I would hope good. I think good. Yeah, I mean, you don't I try to do generally- good. I don't, I don't seek out to screw people over, and I don't really seek out to avenge things people have done to me. I generally try to just not live by a rule of don't be a dick. Okay, so that puts you in the the good quadrant, okay. basically, right? Um, so the next question is: Do you have rules? And I put that in quotations. Now, these rules are not necessarily. Um, you know, the laws of society, but do you have a personal code of conduct or do you have a community that you work within and you agree that, yes, this is how we will behave? Do you have generally, do you have a set of rules that you identify with? While I would like to say yes, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, no? No, no, I... I... <laughs> I'm okay, so observer that means, of my so that own behavior. Means, no. So th- no. so that means that you you are not you're not lawful in any capacity. Okay, good. Okay? Cuz lawful means that you have a set of rules. Right? Now the next question is do you follow the rules? Anyone's rules. So if you don't have your own rules, do you follow anyone else's? Do you generally, you know, um and this is things like do you speed? Do you park somewhere you know you're not supposed to park? Now, do you, uh, if you, um, you know, find a $20 note on the ground, do you immediately pocket it or do you look for somebody to hand it in? Okay. Well, those three examples, I don't come off as a particularly good person. Uh, <laughs> no, um, is, there a, is there a middle area? Because there's a sometimes thing in there. All, all of those things, right? I may do those things, like I may not speed and not park over there or not do a thing. Parking's a bit different, um, but speeding, for instance, but it's more of a, rather than a respect for the rules, it's for fear of punishment of the rules. So, okay, then you, are pro- then you are probably neutral good. Okay. So, right? So, when I did this, I came out as chaotic good. Yeah, um, that because, sounds about right. 
I'm generally a decent person. Um, I don't really follow the rules unless I absolutely have to. Um, I'd much rather I'd much rather do my own thing um, than than follow anyone's rules, including my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, but when you when you look at it as a character, so then people. So if you think of it like that, so lawful evil, for example. So if you're in if you're say playing D and D, lawful evil, people think that as oh, you're always evil. You always, you always no, you're not, because an innkeeper who waters down his beer to make more money is lawful evil. Oh yeah, right. He's following oh, rules of this commerce. Is getting, this is getting complex. Yeah. So then it gets really interesting when you look at characters in movies, right, and in games. So consider somebody like uh, Moana. All right. So let's go with Moana. Is she good or evil in her intent? She's obviously good. good. Uh, definitely good, yeah. Right? Does she have rules? Yes, she does. Brace. But does she follow them? Nope. No, she doesn't. No. So she's probably chaotic good. Okay. All right? Then, interestingly, have a look at um, Maui. All right? So Maui obviously being the, 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 the demigod that she goes and finds. Um, is he good or evil in his intent? He's good. Yeah which they reveal towards the end of the movie that he is good. Um, does he have rules? No. But does he follow the rules? Yes, he does. Yes, yes, true. Okay. So, theref- so therefore, he's neutral good, which is really interesting because if you look at what people think of as chaotic good, if someone does whatever the fuck they want, well, it's not. It's just someone who doesn't follow the rules, which is Moana. But someone who does generally follow the rules wow. and doesn't just do what they want. Hey, yeah. As an exercise, I'm, as an exercise, I'm actually curious if this thing because I'm looking at the poster. Classify this is this is getting fun now. Um, given what the context of the show was, okay, what would someone on the surface like, think of a show like Firefly? Yeah. What would someone on the surface initially classify someone like Mal as? Okay, first question. Good or evil in their intent? That'd be. Ooh, that's a. I'd say good, although they are they are smuggling and stealing shit, which means they're not following so, the rules. So which which means which which does mean that they are evil. There you go. If they're so smuggling shit, I actually shit, think most mean, people would answer that. Stealing. Most people would say chaotic good, but yeah, that's what I'm getting to. That's no. So they are in fact evil, right? So do they have rules? Mm. Probably not. Not really, no. Okay. Do they follow any rules? Probably not. I'm actually going to say yes. They do? There's only, there's probably... only two seasons to base this on. So it's just not... Or one okay, season, sorry. Pro- they are probably neutral evil, but there is an argument there that they are. they could be chaotic evil. Wow. Yeah. And this is why people fundamentally fuck it up when they talk about things like um, alignment. So when you have a look at a chaotic neutral character, chaotic neutral character, are they good or evil in their intent? Neither. They just are. They're they don't psychopaths. Have, they don't. Yeah. And, and no, it's, it's not. It's intent. Remember, wow. it's not how do, you, how do you behave. It's what it's is your what's intent. It's what's your intent. And if you're neutral, if you're actually a neutral character... You you don't intend one thing either way. You don't really care. Well, it's basically um, right on the right on one of the statements of you're talking about Firefly. Aim to misbehave. Intent probably bad. Is <laughs> so, is evil. There you go. Yeah. 
So a chaotic neutral person, people see them as, oh, they do whatever the hell they want. You know, they, they're crazy. They get... No, they're actually the opposite. So maybe kind maybe, of- maybe people should rate movies on their alignment. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, a chaotic neutral chaotic person- crap. Neutral yeah, a crap. Chaotic, a, chaotic, <laughs> a chaotic neutral person, by definition, is actually apathetic more than they are crazy because they don't really follow the rules because they don't care and they don't act, they don't have any intention to be either good or evil. So these are actually, whilst people go, I'm chaotic neutral means I can do whatever I want. Actually, chaotic neutral means that you don't really care one way or another. I think NAP is chaotic neutral. No. (laughs) I think NAP wants to be be chaotic neutral. No, no, no. I already know what NAP is. Is he good or evil in his intent? Neither. Yeah. He's neutral. He doesn't really care. Does he have rules? He absolutely does. He is a very ethical person. I think he is lawful neutral. Wow, this is um. You could apply the rules of D and D to uh, psychology, but don't do that. Yeah, well, I still think winding back to the beginning, there should be an app that tells you if a movie's crap at the end. Or not. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> we kind of got distracted, but <laughs> I am the king but of segways. I have worked out of, out of I've walked out of movies occasionally where I've wanted to like jump across the counter where I bought the tickets and strangle the person and drown them in popcorn because they didn't warn me before I saw the movie. Oh man, you're talking to someone who went to see Kangaroo Jack at the cinema. <laughs> okay. Okay, I really have to ask <laughs> why would anybody see Kangaroo Jack at the cinema? Is the Don't cinematic know. experience any better than the VHS experience? No. No, it's quite Significantly awful. Significantly worse. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I can. I can one up you. I, I unfortunately saw the. Um, you know how Brendan Fraser's career kind of just spiraled and went downhill and just died in a fire. Um, yeah, it's because he's a bit crazy. He's a bit. Well, uh, maybe a bit. I think he made some poor choices in um, who is uh, who he was, what he was cast in. Um, but no, apparently, uh, no, apparently he uh, to work with. He's a bit of a nutbag. Well, that could be it. But either way, I was—I unfortunately saw the movie Monkey Bone, which was not a very good movie, and I saw that at the cinema. Yeah, it wasn't. Didn't really have any redeeming features. By the way, we're on the movies yeah. now, which is a little bit different. So here's a question for you. Oh, um, here's a question for you. Name one movie in the game genre, so a game to movie conversion that. Well, actually, now I'm going to say name five. Now I'll say name three. Right. I'm reason, I'm reason I'm changing my numbers here. Name three movies in the game-to-movie conversion space where you've taken a game and you've made it into a movie that weren't crap. Okay, so and this is a loaded. This is a loaded question. It because really is when. Okay, now now here's my thoughts on it. When game when in like the heyday of when this was happening, so I'm talking like Mortal Kombat. Um, what, is this Fire, is this back when U Bowl U Bowl was just making crap continuously? So yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so when these when these came out, they the problem is that like these games now, if you if you were to make them in the movies, they'd be amazing, right? Um, and this oh, came up because of, I don't know because they're still no. doing it now and they're still pretty crap. No, because now's the time to do it. They've got... They, like, when they made Mortal Kombat, they weren't making it to appear, like, real, like, campy. It just... 
it just happened like that. But they were doing it seriously. I actually Same honestly thing think that's, that's actually why I like Mortal Kombat. It's a very C-grade movie and that's actually what it's I like about. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, but they, but they didn't think that. They were trying to make a serious movie, right? But the problem is it was the wrong time for it. Yeah. Now's the time to be doing it. Um, but what's happening is they're making stupid movies. Like they did Assassin's Creed. I was about to say, Have you seen is- it? No, but I've heard terrible it's- things about it. Oh, it's a piece of shit, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, the, see, the the idea behind that game was pretty cool, and it could have made it a good movie. But yeah, they they I think they do it just to get in. It's like it's the it's the Michael Bay thing, like with the new turtles and Transformers. They generally basically take a game and they make it into a movie, and they put in minimal effort, and then just crap it out really really quickly. <laughs> All I could hear is meow, meow. <laughs> my goddamn cat is coming to the studio. Why is my cat in the studio? Hang on one second. <laughs> okay. There's, okay. My cat has thyroid issues at the moment. So he's on he's on a medication for it. But one of the issues with his um, uh, thyroid is the fact that like... After 10 minutes after eating, he's like, oh my God, I need food. Where's the food? He's constantly <laughs> got the munchies like a freaking pot smoker. Um, but okay, so okay. Assassin's uh, Creed was was just not that good. I didn't see Warcraft, why? but apparently Warcraft was uh, terrible. Was yeah, it was... They, they did the best they could. That's all I got to say. It was... It was as good as it was ever going to get. It was nice enough. Well, when when you make when you make a movie out of a game that's primarily fetch quests, that's what you get. But anyway, yeah, but, getting getting back but, to it because we still have to do. But but see, it's all the law. You, you know what? Actually, you know what? It actually did make me do though was go and read up on all of the the Warcraft lore. Oh yeah, but that's right? that's not what a movie a movie shouldn't go. That was terrible. I should go and read up on what it was actually about so I can find out. We just got. But I yeah, actually but, we need to. But it made it made two hundred and seventy million dollars though. Yeah, but profit. Really? It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Still, a it was still. Oh, yeah. It was, was a budget critical was failure. Mil. It was a critical failure. Oh, I, it was well, crap. Yeah. As if the critics were ever going to. The critics were never going to look at fucking Warcraft and go, "That's a must." No, I mean the fans. Look, the fans looked at it. Look as at crap. <laughs> but no, we we need Which, to, we need to run out, so we need to come quickly come up with them because we still have some game reviews to get through. Um, do we? I already did mine. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I have two to get through, <laughs> and they're amazing. Um, uh, so. Yeah, can you name one that wasn't... Because even like the original Tomb Raiders, uh, they're not that good when you watch them again. The second ones... They weren't that good when you watched them initially. I know, they but awful. they're not as good as the not that good that they were originally. They're really bad. Um, mm. I I struggled with it. And I'm, this is actually what really worries me because I know for a fact that they're making a game out of... Oh, a movie, I should say. They've been... They've had Uncharted on the board for a while, and then they've had Last of Us on them. <sighs> Leave nice. those games alone because they are cinematic masterpieces as games. Don't touch them. If you want to make a movie out know. of it, pull all the cutscenes out, render the bits in between, and release it as a goddamn movie because it'd be better than the adaptations. Of everything I've everything I've everything I've heard about Last of Us, so like the themes and stuff, and oh, it would make a good movie. It would, but if you play it, this is going to be the thing. If you play Last of Us. It is an extremely cinematic game. There's gameplay in there, which is quite, you know, tough, and you have to, you have to be pretty careful. There's some punishing bits in there, so it's not like an easy game or like a a point and click 
you know, adventure movie kind of game, but it is linear. The story is fantastic. They couldn't do it in one movie. It would have to be like three or four movies to get in the amount of, you know, stuff they got. But if it's three or four movies, it's not going to work because you can't sit there and watch it for that long. Now, the reason that game was so good is by the end of it, you had developed such an emotional attachment to the characters that when the game ended, you felt like you lost a family member. Because the credits are on, you go, oh my God, these people are gone from my life. I've spent 50, 50 hours with them and I've, I've found out all this stuff about their lives and I've kind of journeyed with them. You cannot bring that across in a movie. It will not work. Mm. Same as Uncharted. And originally, the original Uncharted games, yeah, they're just platform jumping. But towards the end, it got a bit deeper, especially in Uncharted 4. But Last of Us especially, guys, please, I really hope that movie gets overturned and doesn't get made. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so worried that that's going to be made into trash. But I think what we have, what we've, what we've uh, jumped on there is, um, I won't even mention the Max Payne movie. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> or Hitman. Oh, God, no. Um, People should stop making those because there is a reason a game is a game and games work yeah. well as games. A successful game is probably not going to make a good movie. Uh, yeah, uh, they, don't, they don't need We'll to see what happens with the new Tomb Raider. Anyway, I reviewed uh, a couple other games this week that I want to get into. Um, now, I'll go through the non-indie one first. I will leave the uh, indie Australian one, which I really like, to the end. The first one I reviewed yeah. was one I mentioned last week. which was called, I believe it's pronounced Vagante. Vagante. Um, yeah. I desperately hope it's not Vagante because that would be a terrible name for a game. Um, Vagante. Vagante. So, uh, it's a little it's a little indie game that's popped up on Steam and it's got, you know, I'd say, Terraria-ish style graphics. A little bit more detail. It's a um, uh, Castlevania style game. Um, yeah. Permadeath. Uh, I believe it's randomly generated dungeons. So imagine Magicite, but with a lot more lay, a lot more depth around how the game goes. The, the the rooms are bigger. You go down there, multi-dimensional. There's traps like you have in Spelunky, and a lot of different obstacles and quite punishing things to get through. Um, it's yeah, it's right. not just simply kill all the stuff and get to the end of the level. Um, it's quite a punishing game. The graphics are really good. The audio is very very good. I do admit I had an initial problem where I couldn't figure out how to start the game because you have to hit the space bar and it doesn't tell you anywhere you have to hit the space bar. And I sat watching a picture of a guy on a horse and cart in front of a cave for like five minutes going, is something supposed to be happening? Until I mashed the keyboard and something happened. So essentially you can choose between a few different classes when you start it. A rogue, a... I'm just checking which ones they were. There's a rogue, a knight, and a mage, I believe. Um, I've yep. lost all my notes, so I'm going completely off memory. Um, and they have different powers and different things they can do. And you can pick up loot from crates. You can pick up additional weapons. It kind of reminded me of a modernized take on nearly the Wonder Boy games, except not really? not just a left to right linear. It's like if you're going through a proper game. I got a really the slight Wonder Boy vibe from it. Which I like because I loved actually, I loved Wonder Wonder Boy three specifically on Master System. I'm old. Actually, you know what? That I'm old. that's a game I'm shocked hasn't been remade. Uh, there is a fan fan remake of that on the internet, which I believe is quite good. Um, yeah, right. If you want it, make it. Sig won't argue. They've only got about four dollars left. Uh, <laughs> you can probably buy them no, at no, this no, point. No, 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 no. Remember, they've they've been buying up um uh, the Total War guys. 
Yes, they bought up a whole bunch of studios that were on the verge of failure. Yeah. So, anyway. Genius. Anyway. Um, Sega. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this this is a kind of cool game. I haven't got that far in it because I keep dying. And because it's permadeath, it's <laughs> you know, very friggin' punishing. You, know, but... you know what I always thought? You know what I always thought whenever I heard Sega? What? <laughs> T-Mart. <laughs> Bob Jane, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's the same notes. Oh. Thank you for reminding me of the Bob Jane tonight. <laughs> and hang on, hang on. Wait, have we got it here? Have we got it here? Just see if I can do this. Probably can't. No. Oh my god, it's not working. Come on. Come on. Don't you make a don't you make a mess out of me now. Come on. Where are ya? For you listeners. Yeah, there you go. You're right. It's the same goddamn notes. Um, I don't know why I had to look that up. So, any anyway, uh, yeah. By the way, Assassin's Creed got one star on Rotten Tomatoes. I forgot to mention that. Uh, anyway, move, oh, really? moving back to moving back to Vagante. Um, the vibe I get from this game is it's it's kind of spelunky with a lot more stuff that you're able to do and a lot more things because you've got skills and you've got dexterity and you can level up elements of your character. Um, I haven't got too much into it, but I it's good. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, as long as it's not short, I don't know specifically how long it is, but I take it it's quite a lengthy game. It's pretty cool. I'd say yeah. check it out. Right now, I may review my um, thing, but I'm going to give it four out of five nap hugs at the moment. Um, yeah, okay. Now, the other game... Now, this is great because I cannot wait to describe this game. This is by an Australian developer, and I saw it on the Brisbane IGDA uh, page when it launched. I believe it was only last week that it launched. Now, this game is called Mole Men Must Die. And (laughs) I will read you. I'll tell you the description, then I'll read their store description. Uh, In a nutshell, this is a game where the President of the United States, and yes, it's Trump, it's Obviously Trump. A pixel f- a pixel form Trump has a mole man come out from underground and insult him so he wages war on the core of the earth and he sends an enormous missile down to blow up all the mole men. And you have to journey down with this missile, it's a platformer, and protect it and kill all the mole men on the way down. So their actual their actual wow. store page. This game is insane. This is one of those games where you're going. Oh my god! I'm firing lots of things. Oh my god! I got a rocket launcher, and you just like start firing things everywhere. It's just it's complete chaos. Um, their description: Moment of Star is a game of huge bombs and revenge gone wrong, fighting for the honor of your temper tantrum president. Deliver a bomb to the center of the earth in this action arcade epic inspired by your favorite B grade action flicks. Definitely. Get ready to f- fail in the name of presidential pride in Mole Men Must Die. Um, you're essentially on an endless platforming mission going down. I don't believe there's an end. I think it's one of those games where you play it and you will just keep playing it in order to get a higher score. And then you go back and you play it again. And you play it again until you can beat your previous score. Like the old arcade games that didn't really end. You just played them again right. and again and again and again. Um, kudos to a friend of mine's dad. Just a shout out to him who played the Sega game Columns and thought that it would end. And he got further than anyone has ever gotten. And this is in the, like the early 90s. He ended up re- ringing a rep at Sega and put 
put through to a senior executive and said, what have you done? He said, I've got to like level 975 of columns and I'm wondering if it ever ends. And they're like, nobody's supposed to ever get that far. We didn't even know you could do that. So I remember that game. It was, that was great. a great game. Um, I'm going to play that tonight with a, with a drink and some columns. Anyway, um, Mom Men Must Die. So you get to pick up weapons upgrades, XP upgrades, various other upgrades as you go down and fight hundreds of mole men that are just jumping out of nowhere on platforms that will move, collapse, fall. Uh, you have bombs, rocket launchers, rifles, all kinds of weird, bizarre weapons. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm not I, I'm not going to say that it will leave you with the emotional attachment to the characters that I had from a game such as The Last of Us, but it's fun. It's a lot well, of fun. I, I, I imagine it, playing this at a, at a party while drinking would be amazing. Well, I have, mm. I have one other game also, to, uh, also, to review. And it's, I think it's $2.95 at the moment. So, yeah, right. yeah. it's worth it. So, Check it out. Five out of five okay, crazy, s- crazy presidents dropping bombs to the center of the earth on Mormon. Not, not, not nap hugs? Oh, no, I had to give it. Like I have to give it like five out of five Trump wigs or something. <laughs> right. uh, okay, five out of five now. Okay, okay. So, so I I had a look at another game called Brain Out, which is technically Brain Slash wait. Out. Hang on, wait. There's another dirty what? joke here. No, wait, no. <laughs> wait there is. Uh, there is. <laughs> okay. God damn so, it. Not working. If you are the kind of person who used to play, or maybe still does, play Counter-Strike, and you're a wanker, you'll enjoy ooh, Brain Out. Oh, this is me. What is this like that? Is this like that Russian Counter-Strike clone you got me to play that was fucking terrible? I think it might actually be Polish. I haven't been able to find any information on them, but it, it has its languages as English, Polish, and Russian. So, read I that think it's Russian. Um, Russia's known for it its is- quality games. It is a, it's a multiplayer shooter. It feels a bit Soviet-ish. Why is it called um, Brain Out? I don't know. Um, basically, you choose your weapons and it's a platformer shooter, but it's really fucking hard. Like, it's the kind of thing that you might play at a land, but there's always just a handful of like the more elite players. They ruin you know, it for everybody the, and make you turn your computer off. They ruin it for everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't play it for very long, and at the end of it, I'm like, this, "I hate this game. I think this is such a dumb game." But it's got mostly positive reviews, so you know who am I? Um, but I would give it to zero nap hugs. I thought it was a piece of shit in every way. <laughs> I'm looking at it now, rating nine out of ten. What the hell? Yeah, Maybe they've paid it, people to rate it. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, think I thought it was an rated. FPS. It's a platformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a platformer, but it plays like a, um, it plays like a, uh, 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 an FPS. Looks like something. Sort of. It looks like something I've made in Game Maker on on lunch break. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. So I wouldn't give it any nap hugs. Now the other the other game, which I think we should play. This is a bit of an older game, but I think we should do a um uh, uh a, a playthrough of it, a video. Um, have you ever played Boring Man? Well, it sounds riveting. Um, uh, it's basically it's stick figures cross with a shooter game. <gasps> oh my um, god! Online tactical stick man combat. Yes, 
And it looks phenomenal. Oh, we will it be doing amazing. a playthrough of this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Have you, so you've played it? No. Um, well, okay. I I had a like a five minute look. I haven't really played it. Not really. Okay. We um, will we will grab that and we will record a playthrough as soon as possible because that looks insane. Um, now the best listeners, thing I if think you about like to, if you like to join us on this playthrough, listeners, we'll announce the time and day that we're going to do this playthrough on the Dyson Pixels page, so you can join in. Now, now, now. The one of the this is this is what I actually thought was the funniest thing um, about this is have a look at the list of achievements and look at all the different icons. And if you scroll right to the bottom, there's one called Luke Parry, and it's just some dude's face. <laughs> yes. So. I can only assume that that's either the developer or like one of the developer's friends. I think it's a it's a play on, it's a play on Luke Perry, isn't it? I think so. Excellent. Um, but the but the name the name of the developer is Spazman Games. Wow, <laughs> wow. So it just it just looks awesome. Hey, I, so I think we should do a playthrough. We'll do a playthrough. I got a question for you just before we go. Did you ever played our uh, Flockers? Mm, no. Okay, so Flockers is a game that was ba- made by I can't. It was I think it's Team Seventeen. Uh, people that guy the guys did Worms. Um, imagine Lemmings, but with sheep, and with large spiky blades and crushing things. This is a violent game. Yeah, right. you have to ga- guide a whole bunch of sheep through these puzzle levels, much like Lemmings, except it's got elements of the Team Seventeen humor. And my God. So if you if you if one of them falls into a spinning blade or something, oh my god! It's it's quite a challenging game. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, I got about halfway through it and then I forgot that I had it. I only came across it because you're mentioning that the mouse one before. Um, now another game worth looking at before we go. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. I think it's called Mousecraft. Have you played? Oh, really? Have you played Mousecraft? I have not. Okay, so Mousecraft is a puzzle game and it looks a bit weird. When you see the the trailer, but okay, you have three mice and you need to get them to the cheese. And this is like you know how you're talking about the incredible machine kind of thing like that. Except you don't control the mice, you control the devices that are in this scientist's experiment, and you need to move oh, things wow. and, and drop Tetris blocky shaped things. And um, wow, that's that's pretty. It's a very pretty game. You essentially have all these Tetris shaped blocks at the top, and you can use them to construct things that will help your mice get to different places. And you've got bombs and all these other different things that come across. This game is a game that I played from beginning to end, and then my wife got it. And she played it from beginning to end because it's fun. This is a this is a game that I really really enjoyed, and I might actually go back and play it again just to see if I can get all of the um the achievements. Um, I'm actually hoping that so there was, was hoping there would be DLCs for this and releasing more levels because it's got a level builder in it. Well, there's only 94 reviews. I don't know it's why. 2014. I don't know why that it's a good game. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. A, a cross between Tetris and Lemmings. There you go. That would that would sound really well with very nice graphics. If anyone hasn't got that um, and likes puzzle games, check that out. It you need basically. Oh, any computer will run this Th- game. This this looks more like a mobile game, to be honest. I would be more inclined to play this on mobile. Um, no, actually, I don't think it'll work quite what quite right as a mobile game because of the because of what you have to do with the blocks and where you put them and and you have to time things sometimes. It mm. yeah, I don't think it'll work quite right. Um, yeah, right. I do appreciate that it is a casual game, but I think it's definitely a casual on computer game. Yeah, it's right. like Worms. Worms wouldn't really work on a mobile. Okay. Well, 
Different kind of game, obviously. I, I think that might be our show. I think that that rounds it up. Now, as for what we uh, look at next week, I've just gotten linked through to a whole bunch of stuff. What the hell is T-Worlds? No, that sounds... Let's not get it. Let's not get into it next time because I really want to. Um, uh, I want to see, and we've got to see if the timing is going to line up. Um, we're going to try and see if we can get an interview with um, uh, the guys from Stonemaier Games, um, who've made Charterstone. Have you seen this? No, 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 no. Link me. Um, Charterstone is basically it's um, uh, there there are there's no rule book. You open the you open the game, and you pick up your citizen, and you go. The game is it just goes. What is it? You construct buildings. Oh, it's just a free um, construct- form open world game. No, it's not. It's no. it's a it's a tabletop game. Tabletop oh, game. it's a tabletop game. Good. Good, yeah, good, 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 good. It looks sexy as hell. Um and there are, it's up to six players. Um so this is how to describe no rule book no rule book. Just open the box and the game will tell you what to do next. Um there are engine building elements within each game and over the course of the campaign, um, a branching storyline where short term decisions impact long term mechanisms. It sounds incredibly I intriguing. I really like the sound of that, and we are gonna be checking that out. Let's get hold of that as soon as possible. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing. It's um, it's due for release qu- uh, at the fourth quarter of 2017, but I know a couple of game stores in Brisbane that already have it, so it must already be out. Uh, and I sent yeah. an email to the um to the developer of it, and he's very keen to have an interview. Excellent. So let's try and line that up. He's in he's in America, so we're just got to see if we can make the the time zone work. Oh, there'll be a way to do it. Yeah, do it on Skype. But that mm-hmm. sounds cool. Let's check that one out. Yeah. I think that rounds up our show, talking about all of the uh, crazy, crappy movies and endings. And oh, I'd love to do a whole special, Alignments. a whole special just on you, Bol. You know who that guy <laughs> yeah, is, well, don't you? He he deserves yeah. his. Oh my god! This, okay, Bef- just right at the end is a little bit of, you know, junk to chuck in at the end at the junk in the trunk. Um, what the hell? You Bol is a director and filmmaker. Harold is probably one of the worst directors and filmmakers of all time. And generally what he did was direct these movies that were video game adaptations. And they were all crap. Nearly everything he's ever done is crap. And a couple of reviewers, like there's one reviewer, called him out and said, everything Ubol has directed is crap. Now, to give you an idea of the kind of guy Ubol is, he called him up on radio and said, I'll fight ya. He's like, what? And he said, come down to the front of the studio. I'm there now. I'm going to fight you. And he's done this what? before. The guy's a nutbag. Um, he's finally retired. Right. And I think I think he retired. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, then everything he does make his shit. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, sorry. He now runs. I got him confused. On he now runs a popular restaurant for some reason. All right, we need to finish the show. <laughs> the show is going <laughs> down guys. the toilet. Well, okay. GG, everyone. everyone. See you next, see you next week. Enjoy.